a Target, I ran into the sister missionaries, uh-huh. but it wasn't the same ones that came to my house, but they stopped me to compliment my dress, which I look like a mess right now mm-hmm. in dealing with a skunk slash weevil slash rat infestation problem on a fixer upper house. There were weevils and rats involved with yesterday? It's all documented on TikTok now. I'm going to have to have a look at that. Went to a local big box store and all of their food items were wrapped up with caution tape. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Just didn't think about it. And then a few weeks later, my entire house is filled with pantry moths, which are basically Uh. flying bed bugs of the pantry because you cannot get rid of them. I have to empty out everything for four weeks. It is like having lice, except they fly. Ew, gross. I think I got it from that store, like looking back going, oh, because now I know the life cycle. Like you can't see them. You carry them in on from somebody else's like bag of flour. And so while we were doing that, you know, completely steam cleaning everything, which was nice because now I've got a steamer to like take off my wallpaper that's horrible. Yay! The skunk issue arose. And this is how it played out. So Brad and I, you know, we got into that stupid 12-person spa that's at the top of the hill. 12-person spa? It's like this large... At the top of the hill? You have to see the pictures. You talk about it like we know these things. We live like on a hill and in front of the front door there's this large spa with a waterfall but it's bigger than like a normal spa but small. It's not a pool but it gets warm and you can get in it. There's room for a lot of people. I get into like an inner tube and float. This is not like a backyard spa. The backyard is a cliff. There is no backyard. The house's property is weird. But there's many levels because it's a split level on the cliff side. Everyone needs to go on the JJ's TikTok. It's called the Fiasco series of skunkification. Skunkification. Midnight, we're getting out of the spa. I was getting ready for bed and Brad was still up there. So Molly went crazy for some reason and it was dark outside. And all I could see was like something was shaking the geranium flowers and Molly would not leave it alone. I didn't know what it was, but there was something in there. And I was like, it can't be a badger. Like it's not a coyote because I'm turned on all the lights. I was making all this noise while I was staring at this bush and trying to separate Molly from whatever was in the bushes. The shaking geraniums. Pudding ran around me and around a corner to the other side of the fence where I could not see her to the ass end of the skunk. Oh, Molly and I were at the front end and I didn't know that it was a skunk. I was going through my head of what it could be. I'm like, coyotes would run away. I'm like, it's not a rooster. Right then I had a sensation that I'd never experienced before. Did Jesus tap on your shoulder? (laughs) Oh, I smelled God. (laughs) That's what God smells like. God smells like ass. (laughs) Right before Brad yelled skunk and started laughing because he was watching it from the top of the hill. Of course he was. He always seems to be slightly separate from any of your disasters, JJ. I am the disaster and yes. That's why he loves you. I didn't know skunk spray was like pepper spray in that aromatics and the oil will cling to everything and it doesn't oxidize for like 14 to 21 days that it will burn your eyes. I had asthma all night, headache, everything. But this was the most surprising thing that I did not know until I had gotten into the cloud was that it did not smell like rotten eggs. I used to taste a lot of wine. You know, I can tell you exactly what I tasted that night. Aromatic, like whatever sprayed me, ate a lot of herbs and leaves maybe because there was like this hellish type of basil like that Satan himself grew. (laughs) There was no way to explain it, but it was not rotten eggs initially. All of my senses were entirely enveloped in something and it stunned me. It wasn't until I backed out of the cloud that I realized that is a skunk. 
at this moment, this is what Brad sees. Pudding, she thinks we're going hunting. So she's going to take the front end. She gets into the other side of this goddamn skunk and Brad sees a puff of this aerosol go right into Pudding's face, who then starts shaking and sneezing, ribbing her face all over the mud. And then she runs back in the house, rubbing her face on everything we own. And I was in my bathing suit, almost naked when this happened. It was dark and I was barefoot. If you're in your bathing suit, it would have been easy to wash off, wouldn't it? The oil gets into your skin. That's more skin surface. Exactly. Now, oh. I don't know if you've had any experience with this, Jones. Have you ever been that close to a skunk? We had a cat door and a skunk got into the house and my dog caught the skunk in the house. <gasps> no! Right by the air intake for the <gasps> HVA for our entire house. Okay, that is so much worse than what <laughs> happened to me. Horrifying. Yeah. Did it get out or did the dog kill it? Keisha got it, got sprayed, screamed her head off. We never saw the skunk. We just smelled the skunk. But she ran all over the house, rubbing her face on everything. The house for like a couple of months smelled like a skunk. I had read this one article in the New Yorker or something about a woman who used to be like a wildlife capturing person. And she happened to mention that her love life changed after Febreze was invented. And I thought, oh, that shit must be good. You know, she's out in the wild catching all these animals that spray on her. If it changed her love life to like able to go dating on Tinder now. <laughs> so I had some in the house, right? Okay, I grabbed the dogs in my bathing suit. We, I put them in the tub. I don't have any of the chemicals that you need to neutralize this event because they were all being used for the pantry moths. And I had thrown out almost everything in my pantry. So I'd used all the vinegar. I'd used all the baking soda. I'd used all the bleach. So all I had was the Febreze and like soap, fancy Santa Barbara fizzy bubble things. Brad's trying to throw me the phone to Google these things like, does tomato juice work? And I'm like, no, motherfucker, get the Febreze. Like start neutralizing (laughs) everything, open the fans. So he's laughing. The balconies are covered in bedding. (laughs) We have sprayed the entire house with enzymatic cleaner. I hate the idea that I live in a formerly rat infested because we did take care of the rats. Weevil, skunky, about to fall off a cliff, leaky house. (laughs) I don't even know what to do anymore. I've been rethinking my life choices. Well, this is what you should do. Light it on fire for the insurance money. No! You joke about that? Like on my TikTok? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm just joking. Like if anybody deposes me because (laughs) it's so beautiful and original, like I also want to save it. So it has been a very interesting few days of just fiasco. Oh, uh, congratulations. Congratulations, though. There's a new subscriber, my sister Amanda from Denver. Oh, really? Well, hello, sister from Denver. People are finding out that I do this. That's so cool. I don't know. There's not skunks in Australia, are there? There are no skunks in Australia. No. I figure. I have no experience with this. You are very lucky. Yeah. It is a unique and horrifying smell. Apparently, Shanghai's just come out of their draconian lockdown. Another one? Oh, thank God. The government shouldn't have so much power to lock down to that extent, in my personal opinion. I'm just glad that they're loosening that up because that's miserable to be stuck in an apartment that long. Having the power to do that in extreme circumstances may save more lives, but at the end of the day, is it worth saving more lives if they have that much power? And I would argue no. But that is a really big question. You know, in the red states, like where I live, people, even during the height of the pandemic, 
pandemic weren't wearing masks at all. People were getting sick. Nobody was running around shooting them up or anything like that. No. Well, that's good. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't as extreme. They would get dirty looks, you know. Well, that's okay. You're allowed to give people dirty looks. Yeah, nobody was really going to jail for that shit. <laughs> no one should go to jail for not wearing a mask. That's crazy. No, but... But you might get a scornful look from the neighbor down the road. That's okay. You're allowed to get scorned. Yep. We would get scornful looks for wearing masks. Like, people would be like, Oh, I need to wear masks, you sheeple. <laughs> In Australia, we're a little bit different. We like freedom, but we also just don't give a shit about anything. So what you'd see is when you'd go to the shops, some people would wear masks, some people wouldn't, and no one would give anyone bad looks. I think that's great. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably more pro-mask to some extent, especially in the early phases of the pandemic when we don't know what we're dealing with. If in the early stages of the pandemic, we found out that your dick fell off after two days of incubation, every man on the planet would have been wearing a mask and making everyone wear one too. <laughs> but that's not how this particular pandemic worked. So it wasn't quite so worrisome. But I can tell you from the front lines watching my husband in the hospital when we first had it coming in, I was so worried because we did not know exactly what it was. We didn't know if we had the right anything. So we felt that it was necessary to have a short, absolute halt on everything while we figured out what we were dealing with and how many body bags we were going to need, frankly. Yeah, there's a time and a place for everything, like reasonable people. Welcome, Brother Ben. All right, so we've got the book of Omni today. At least something happens in this chapter. I think this is going to cover probably hundreds of years BC. Joseph Smith got bored and just wanted to quickly get through the years. You know what I love too? Like they call all of these little books the book of this, the book of that, but they couldn't call Mormon the book of Mormon because the whole book is called the book of Mormon. So they had to mm. call it the words of words Mormon. Words of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. He gets the name of the entire fucking book, but his own <laughs> book inside that book is so fucking tiny. Mm -hmm. uh, All right, so let's do the preamble. Do here. the preamble. Okay, here we go. Omni, Amron, Chermish, Abinadom, that's right. Abinadom, Abinadai, come on. <laughs> and Amalekai each in turn keep the records. Mosiah discovers the people of Zarahemla who came from Jerusalem <laughs> in the days of Zedekiah. Mosiah is made king over them. The descendants of Mulek at Zarahemla had discovered Coriantumr, the last of the Jaredites. Ah, uh, so that's how you say it, is it? Coriantumr? Yeah, Coriantumr. How do you say it? I wasn't really sure. Mm -hmm. I need to buy a vowel, Jones. <laughs> King Benjamin succeeds Mosiah. Men should offer their souls as an offering to Christ. About 321 to 130 BC. Wow, it does really jump, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. That is 197 in 30 verses. Patience, do you know when Zedekiah was the king? I can't remember, no. I'm sure Dr. Google can answer the question. 597 to 587. He was the last king before Babylon captivity. So basically what he's saying is that the people that established their Hema left Jerusalem around the same time Lehi and his family left. Right. And yet they've managed to come up with this giant fucking city, which has a name, <laughs> but the Nephites, they don't have any named settlements yet. No. And how did they get all of this done before them? I mean, it's not like they've been twiddling their thumbs. I'd be willing to bet that there were some named settlements in the lost 116 pages. Ah. Zarahemla was the settlement he actually remembered the name of. <laughs> 
Sarah, Hamlet sounds like a wine, doesn't it? Like hemlock, a poisoned wine. Hemlock is what Socrates died from, right? A philosopher that kills themselves. How original. Well, the philosopher was made to kill himself by the Senate. Oh, right. It was more honorable than being executed. Right, yeah, that's it. It was a kindness that they allowed him to do that. Uh, as opposed to feeding him to the lions or something. Well, there you go. All right, who wants to read first? I'll do it. Cool. Behold, it came to pass that I, Omni, being commanded by my father Jerem, that I should write somewhat upon these plates to preserve our genealogy. Wherefore, in my days, I would that ye should know that I fought much with the sword to preserve my people, the Nephites, from falling into the hands of their enemies, the Lamanites. But behold, I of myself am a wicked man and have not kept the statutes and commandments of the Lord as I ought to have done. And it came to pass that two hundred and seventy and six years had passed away, and we had many seasons of peace, and we had many seasons of serious war and bloodshed. Yea, and in fine, two hundred and eighty and two years had passed away, and I had kept these plates according to the commandments of my fathers, and I conferred them upon my son Amaron, and I make an end. But that was quick. (laughs) He just had three paragraphs on his life. That was it. Sad. He was a wicked man and did not keep the commandments. But also kept them. <laughs> yeah, so which were, obviously he did a piss poor job of it. Yeah. So he was a human. Right, exactly. <laughs> what was the purpose of his life? There was no purpose to his life, Gigi, just like all of us. Like just a throwaway character. Okay. Maybe he just didn't like all the chinking. <laughs> fuck the chinking. He's like, clink, oh, fuck this shit. I've got Lamanites to kill with my metal sword that doesn't exist. With my steel sword. Yeah, exactly. Riding on my horse drum chariot. <laughs> no, he's like, ching, ching, ching. I have 230 more years of genealogy to write. Ching, ching, ching. But I'm getting carpal tunnel. Ching, ching. Damn Fuck it. it. I'm going to commit whoredoms now. I'm out of here. He gives up. All right, let's see what his son has to say for himself. And now I, Amaron, write the things whatsoever I write, which are few, in the book of my father. He's chinking into gold and said nothing. Oh, I'm going to write a few things. Well, just say them, dickhead. I was taught when I was doing literature and writing that you always start with a strong opening sentence. He's like, I'm going to write about things whatsoever. I'm going to use this gold to write some stuff down. Flowers are nice. I like blue. He's missed the specificity, this one. Behold, it came to pass that 320 years had passed away and the more wicked part of the Nephites were destroyed. What's that? They're dicks. I'm sure they weren't all wicked. No. Like, doesn't he want to tell us how he killed all these people? Maybe he didn't want his war crimes written down. But the Lord would not suffer after he had led them out of the land of Jerusalem and kept and preserved them from falling into the hands of their enemies. Yea, he would not suffer that the words should not be verified, which he spake unto our fathers, saying that, Inasmuch as ye will not keep my commandments, ye shall not prosper in the land. We couldn't have his words not be verified. I mean, someone could just say anything then and people would believe it. And I'm going to tell you the most important thing I learned while I was here in the last 325 million three years or whatever. (laughs) If you don't keep the commandments of this sky god, you will probably like not prosper. Maybe your grapes will fail. And isn't that what he has said? If the fucking million times. I just summed up the entire freaking book of Omni or whatever. <laughs> ching, 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 ching. Wait, get it, Joseph. Instead of writing a book, go and masturbate and do something else with your life. <sighs> this is what happens when you don't have the benefit of outlining your story structure because you're pretending to get it out of a hat. Right. He was too dumb to do that anyway, apparently. Barely read, barely write, barely walk. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Poor fella. <laughs> and he needed to have it coming out of a magical stone hat situation. Doesn't sound like somebody that actually had forethought. No, he hadn't thought about it. This is his second draft of it, too, this portion. He's had a long time to think about it. That's why it's so short, because you know what? He's already gone through it once, and he's like, oh, this is stupid. I don't need this. I don't need this. So it's like, ah, mm-hmm. I'm going to write a few <laughs> things. Obey the commandments of the Sky Dad. Say, so, Benjamin. Yes. Give us your lovely voice for seven, eight, and nine. Wherefore, the Lord did visit them in great judgment. Nevertheless, he did spare the righteous, that they should not perish, but did deliver them out of the hands of their enemies. And it came to pass that I did deliver the plates unto my brother Chemish. He could fucking chink for a while. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, Shemesh, write what few things I write in the same book with my brother. For behold, I saw the last which he wrote, because I can read, I swear, (laughs) that he wrote it with his own hand, and he wrote it in the day that he delivered them unto me. And after this manner, we keep the records, for it is according to the commandments of our fathers. And I chink into the book (laughs) that I make an end. (laughs) And I chink into the book and stick the pages together, and I make an end. Wait, wait, wait. Chemish gets one paragraph? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets one. Do remember, Gigi, <laughs> that there were no paragraphs in the original transcript. Mm. It was all one fucking run-on sentence. <laughs> I guess his only purpose, barely enough to give him carpal tunnel, I witnessed somebody write this, and now I give this writing away. That's just a chain of custody issue, but why include such a thing? What's important about that? <laughs> filler. You got like this big 300-year gap or whatever. Filler. Jesus comes back, <laughs> and then he's got all the wars. It's either write a really long book, or you're just like, I got shit to do. I got a lot of women to chase. So Chemish's character was never fully developed. Neither was his name. We don't even know if it was wicked or not. At least the one guy told us. Chemish. Was he a shemmy? Do we know if Chemish is a woman or a man? Well, he gave it to his brother, Chemish. Oh, brother Chemish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chemish is a man. Women were not allowed to chink on the plates. That's right. Chemish, Chemish. ten. Behold, I Abinadom. Ah, uh, he's been a dom, <laughs> like so many men. Tato. I'm the son of Chemish. It's only interesting if you're a female dom when it turns the script around. Turns patriarchy on its head. That's right. Otherwise, it's just business as usual. Otherwise, it's just daddiness, isn't it? I, oh, God. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> that used to be such a wonderful word, but now... I know. I hate it. It's been all fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Like, the memory of my young <laughs> children calling me daddy has been ruined by these fucking weirdos who are calling their sex partners daddy. I don't know if anyone follows the polyamory Reddit, but there was a post on there the other week about when people are unicorn hunting, it's usually the woman that puts out the ad, right? Because no one wants to see an ad from a man. Mm -hmm. And it's this woman saying, oh, just looking for a third for me and daddy. (laughs) This sounded so bad. Yeah. Hey, you know, consenting adults do your thing, but... Yeah, consenting adults... That doesn't mean it doesn't sound bad though. I mean, you can make anything seem perverted or odd or kinky, whatever. Couldn't they have picked a different word? Look what they did to the goddamn pineapple. That's the whole point is that it's like, that's what makes it juicy. Right. (laughs) 
Who did what to a pineapple? The whole idea of a pineapple on a front doorstep is hilarious, but that just means that you're open for swinging. Oh yeah, that one. That on my boss's front porch, not knowing, only later to find out that I'm telling everybody in the world that my boss is a swinger. I did not know that pineapple meant swinging. Well, probably only here in America. On the porch. So supposedly it's like it has to be upside down. Place on your porch or mailbox lets everyone know that there's a swinger party going on. I did not know that. A pineapple that is turned upside down is when there is someone looking for a swingers party. Oh, I have lived a sheltered life. So he's been a dom and the son of Chemish. Behold, it came to pass that I saw much war and contention between my people, the Nephites and the Lamanites. Ah, oh, so you've been a human on planet Earth for more than one year. And I, with my own sword, have taken the lives of many of the Lamanites in the defense of my brethren. And behold, the record of this people is engraven upon plates, which is had by the kings. Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> engraven. They also up there say they write. Mm. But half the time they use a different word. Right. That's an inconsistency for me. Are you telling me that Joseph was not consistent during the book He of was not consistent. This is my shocked face. My blown mind, right? I thought God showed him the most appropriate English word on the stone. Or French word. Whatever the most appropriate word is, mm -hmm. he showed him. So engraved upon plates, which is had by the kings, according to the generations. And I know of no revelation, save that which has been written, neither prophecy. Oh, there's another semicolon in the same sentence, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, that which is sufficient is written, and I make an end. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> Oh my God, that guy had a really long name for only two short... Two verses! He's like, hey, I lived, we killed some people. He lived, he'd been a dom, and he died. And he finished far too quickly. Just like many doms, really. Like so many men of this time. The Book of Omni is just men who finish too quickly. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, dear. All right, so verse 12. Behold, I am Amaleki, the son of a Benadom. Wait, what did you call him? <laughs> Amaleki. How do you say it? Um, Malachi. I'm Malachi. But I kind of like Amaliki. Amaliki. I like Amaliki too. Yeah, that's great. That'll differentiate him from the other Amalekai that we meet later. He was a bedwetter because Amaliki. Sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, there's other places you could leak from, but yeah. That's true. Well, maybe he did shit the bed too. Oh, God. I was just talking about drooling. Behold, I will speak unto you somewhat concerning Mosiah. He's just introducing another character. Just like Isaiah, but he's a mo. <laughs> Who was made king over the land of Zarahemla. For behold, he being warned of the Lord that he should flee out of the land of Nephi. And as many as would hearken unto the voice of the Lord should also depart out of the land into the wilderness. All right, back to you, Jones. And it came to pass that he did according as the Lord had commanded him. And they departed out of the land into the wilderness as many as would hearken unto the voice of the Lord. He just repeated himself. Yes, he did. <laughs> and they were led by many preachings and prophesyings, and they were admonished continually by the word of God, and they were led by the power of his arm through the wilderness until they came down into the land, which is called the land of Zarahemla. And they discovered a people who were called the people of Zarahemla. <laughs> 
Now, there was great rejoicing among the people of Zarahemla, and also Zarahemla did rejoice exceedingly, because the Lord had sent the people of Mosiah with the plates of brass, which contained the record of the Jews. Behold, it came to pass that Mosiah discovered that the people of Zarahemla came out of Jerusalem at the time that Zedekiah, king of Judah, was carried away captive into Babylon. That's hilarious. They went down to Zarahemla and met people who were called the people of Zarahemla. Of Zarahemla. It's almost like Joseph thought he remembered what he called them and then realized as he was speaking, he wasn't 100% sure. <laughs> yeah, he could have at least tried that. Yeah, to. if I was editing this, I would definitely like tighten that up there. Yeah, just tighten that up there, Joseph. The Zarahemlites or something. Tighten that up, put a pin in it. Jaredites. We'll come back to that. We'll polish that turd a bit later. Lazy ass motherfucker. And they journeyed in the wilderness and were brought by the hand of the Lord across the great waters into the land where Mosiah discovered them. And they had dwelt there from that time forth. Had they now? And at the time that Mosiah discovered them, they had become exceedingly numerous, like triples. Triples are great. Nevertheless, they had had many wars and serious contentions and had fallen by the sword from time to time. And their language had become corrupted. And they had brought no records with them. And they denied the being of their creator and Mosiah, nor the people of Mosiah could understand them. I'm telling you right now, like sometimes when I talk to my family in Arizona who are true believers, I don't think we speak the same language at all. Mm. <laughs> all right, but it came to pass that Mosiah caused that they should be taught in his language. And it came to pass that after they were taught in the language of Mosiah, Zarahemla gave a genealogy of his his fathers, according to his memory, and they are written. But not in these plates. But not in these plates. <laughs> chink, 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 chink. Oh, wait, are we brass plates now? What kind of metal are we working with these days? Which is weird, too, because brass plates would survive, but gold wouldn't. Right. And if he did write brass plates, they're probably still out there somewhere because what's-his-face never took them back to heaven. I mean, they're with all the coins that were left behind, with all the bones of the horse. Joseph claimed that there was a cave inside the Hill Cumorah where all the other records were kept. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Where is the Hill Cumorah? New York. Well, it depends on if you believe in the Heartland model or if you believe in the limited geological, ge- what's the word where you... Go- geolo- geological. Geography. Yeah, limited geography. I thought you were going to say like limited genetics. <laughs> they were missing some chromosomes. That too. The Hill Cumorah is the hill that's... The center of the universe of the Mormon world. Exactly. And it's also, spoiler, where lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people died, but somehow they're not there. There's no evidence of any type of... No sign of them whatsoever. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like if you play like a first-person shooter game and like about 10 seconds after they die, they just... Oh, they despawn. They just kind of disappear. The bodies despawn, yep. That's where that comes from. I see. And it came to pass that the people of Zarahemla and of Mosiah did unite together, like that scene in the Matrix. (laughs) And Mosiah was appointed to be their king. So let me get this straight. This dumb fucker from out of town comes in and he speaks a weird language. They're like, hey, let's make that dude king. What the fuck? It's like Monty Python where they're like, who made you king? Just because a watery top threw a sword at you. (laughs) 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 Is no basis for a system of government. Yep. 
Oh, dear. Who made this guy king? Apparently, the people of, of Zarahemla. But they had to there teach them the language first before they made him king, right? Mm-hmm. And before that, they could extract the information out of the previous king's head about what he knew about his genealogy. I mean, it's par for the course for like, you know, systemic uh, overthrow of another government. You make them learn the language, you take right. away theirs, you eradicate their culture. That does sound a little bit like what's happened, doesn't it? If you're Native American in America. Mm-hmm. Or Native anywhere that people have come in and taken over. It's foreshadowing about what's going to happen in America. Oh, hang on. That's what this is supposed to be. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> If John Leguizamo read the Book of Mormon, he would be so mad by the end. He would do another special just based on this one book, teaching everyone about Native Americans and their rightful place and how the Book of Mormon is horseshit. In one of my missionary apartments, I found some old, old, old pre-76 proselyting material Oh, where they were giving you stuff that you could say to people to explain why we didn't let black people have the priesthood. <gasps> Really? What did it say? It was, the Lord has always restricted his priesthood to certain people. Like in the Hebrew Bible, it was <sighs> only the Levites. It was something like that. Mm. And they wouldn't have been white either. Fascinating. <laughs> we should probably read though. Go for it. 20 and 21. And then I'll take over. Verse 20. And it came to pass <laughs> in the days of Mosiah, there was a large stone brought unto him with engravings on it. And he did interpret the engravings by looking into his hat. <laughs> <laughs> by the gift and power of God. That's right. By the gift and power of God. I've heard that before. And they gave an account of one Coriantumur. Oh my God. And the slain of his people. And Coriantumur was discovered by the people of Zarahemla. And he dealt with them for the space of nine moons. Coriantumur. I just think that is the weirdest name. How did he come up with that? Like my idea was maybe it was a dating app for people who like coriander. <laughs> That's very niche. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, if, if you find your person there, good on you, but yeah. I feel like you should be open to other spices. Coriander tastes a bit like dish soap to me. I still eat it though. <laughs> it also spake a few words concerning his father. Oh, that's right. So they're talking about the stone. So it is the stone mm-hmm. that had engravings on it about coriander. Mm. What, did they run out of gold plates? Did they run out of brass? What's going on with the stone? How big is the stone? Is this like a tablet? So you can tell that they're more primitive people because they were chinking in stone. I Right, yeah. So silly. Which still would have endured way better than your gold, that's for sure. Do you suppose that the reason he was only there for nine moons is that he was maybe making his way through some of the people? Ah. Then he's like, oh, shit, somebody's prego. Ah, time to die. <laughs> it also spake a few words concerning his father's. That's right, the stones spake when his first parents came out of the closet from the tower. That's a whole new letter on LGBT. At the time, the Lord confounded the language of the people because human languages couldn't just drift on their own. We needed God to confuse them and create them all. And the severity of the Lord fell upon them according to his judgments, which are just. (laughs) And their bones lay scattered in the land northward. Well, there you go. Behold, I am a leaky was born in the days of Mosiah, and I have lived to see his death. Hooray! And Benjamin, his son, reigneth in his stead. Take it away, Jones. 24. And behold, I have seen in the days of King Benjamin a serious war and much bloodshed between the Nephites and the Lamanites. 
But behold, the Nephites did obtain much advantage over them, yea, insomuch that King Benjamin did drive them out of the land of Zarahemla. Oh, and it came to pass that I began to be old, and having no seed, he was shedding blanks, and knowing King Benjamin to be a just man before the Lord, wherefore I shall deliver up these plates unto him, exhorting all men to come unto God, the Holy One of Israel, and believe in prophesying, and in revelations, and in the ministering of angels, and in the gift of speaking with tongues, and in the gift of interpreting languages, and in all things which are good. For there is nothing which is good, save it comes from the Lord, and that which is evil cometh from the devil. Oh, it's so black and white, isn't it? Uh-huh. And now, my beloved brethren, I would that ye should come unto Christ, who is the Holy One of Israel, and partake of his salvation and the power of his redemption. Yea, come unto him, and offer your whole souls as an offering unto him and continue fasting and praying and endure to the end and as the Lord liveth ye will be saved. So keep starving yourself and then endure to the end. Right, yeah. <laughs> and also give us money. <laughs> I was on TikTok the other day and I saw this person with a pet skunk and I'm just like, why would you risk that? I think they had the glands removed. Oh, really? They still smell bad, but right? they don't spray. Oh. Yeah, I learned a lot about skunks. Information I did not ever want to learn. It seems like Jones knows an awful lot about skunks. Uh, yeah, I know a lot about skunks. Also ferrets. Oh, really? Ferrets are animals that they have the glands removed from and those fuckers still stink as well. That's right. You used to live with a fellow who had a ferret, didn't you? I did, and I also got chased out of a window by two ferrets trying to climb up my pants while I was high on acid. <laughs> That is not how I would be like to be on acid at all. Yeah, I have been on acid one time and one time only and And it involved ferrets. Mm-hmm. Never again. Yeah, I would never again either. Were they real? The ferrets were real and they were trying to crawl up my pants, but I was convinced that the ferrets trying to crawl up my pants were doing so so that they could feast upon my testicles and <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the hell out of that room. So the door, of course, had melted into the wall. The door was gone. There was no more door. How did you scale the window? But luckily, there was a window. So I went out the window. And as I went out the window, my brain went, hey, this is a second story window. And then I fell into prickly bushes and laid there for about a half hour. Oh, my God. How old were you when this happened? It was on my 21st birthday. What color was the door when it melted? Lots of different colors. <laughs> My friend had given me a tab of acid for my birthday. So, oh, yeah, sure, I'll get high. And we were at a goth club. I took it and I was like, man, this isn't doing anything. Like half an hour later, I was like, oh, okay, well, let's give you a second one. All right. I'm like, okay. So I took the second one. And about eight minutes later, the first one kicked in. And about 10 minutes after that, the second one kicked in. I was gone. Wow. And my friends found me about two and a half hours later in the corner of the goth club that we were at like I had taken my shirt off I was just staring at my hands <laughs> so they threw me in the car and they took me to one of my friend's house and they didn't want to deal with my high ass so they threw me 
in a back bedroom and close the door. With ferrets. But yeah, the girl <laughs> who lived there, she had two ferrets who were free-roaming ferrets. Like, they had a cage, but they... Free-roaming ferrets? They weren't just mm-hmm. regular ferrets? No, they were free-range ferrets. It was the late 90s, and so I... <laughs> Late 90s. So. Right. It, so I had these big black jeans that were like the huge open legs. Oh. You know, so they were black because I was a goth. Matrix. But, you know, they were big. They were a wonderful nesting area. The ferrets thought it was great when I was not high. They would still try and climb up my pants and I'd be like, okay, go away. But I was like drooling on the bed, staring at the geometric shapes happening all over the place. So I'm just laying there and all of a sudden I feel something crawling up my leg. I knew what it was because, like I said, I'd been sober and these ferrets had done this to me. My brain said, the ferrets are going to eat your testicles. <laughs> it was God warning you. Right. It's the right. Holy Ghost. You saw God when you're on acid. Yeah. Well, amazingly enough, the only voices I ever hear in my head are my own. So God <laughs> must sound a lot like me. So I kicked my leg as hard as I could. This ferret just flew across the room, <laughs> smacked into the wall. <laughs> And came back for more. And so at that point, you know, I was like, fuck it. I'm out of here. I got to bail. The door's gone. I have to get out of here. My testicles are in danger. I crawled out the window. See, every time I think I've got a story that's like some kind of catastrophe, it's like Jones comes in is like, okay, well, let's make this a little crazier. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that story. I have heard about the ferrets. Some guy you had as a roommate. No, oh, yeah. His ferrets escaped. And so he threw me out of the house on graduation night. Yeah, I've heard that story. I haven't heard heard this story. This is a much better story. Yeah, I hate ferrets because of that. Yes, well, of course. (laughs) Okay, where are we? Where are we? Who the fuck knows? (laughs) So we've got four verses left, starting with 27. You want me to just knock the rest of them out? Yeah, you knock the rest of them out. Go for it, Brother Benjamin. Verse 27. And now I would speak somewhat concerning a certain number who went into the wilderness to return to the land of Nephi. For there were a large number who were desirous to possess the land of their inheritance. He's always going off into the wilderness, isn't he? Well, somebody is. Wherefore, they went up into the wilderness, and their leader being a strong and mighty man, and a stiff man. hey Sorry, stiff-necked. Wow, he was strong and mighty. He might have been stiff as well. Oh, dear God. Wherefore, he caused a contention among them. Contention in his pants. And they were all slain, save 50, in the wilderness. And they returned again to the land of Sarahemla. And they didn't even need an AK-47. Ladies and gentlemen, you can still kill people all you want in the land of Zarahemla. You don't need an AK-47. You just need swords. The steel sword was the AK-47 of the ancient Americas. Right. Fully automatic steel sword. Technically, it was more like the phaser of the ancient Americas. Yes, it could not have existed. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good point. Hell, steel didn't even exist at this time anywhere on the planet, much less the Americas. (laughs) They were working with iron. Ah. And the native people here did not mine and smelt metals. Like, if he had said slingshot, I could have bought it because the archaeological remains of a slingshot are less than a sword. Mm. I was thinking the other day about school shootings, and I was wondering if maybe the reason and there's so many school shootings is because they don't give kids slingshots anymore. See, that's why they shouldn't be arming teachers. They need to arm students. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, give every child their own AK-47 as soon as they come out of the womb. There you go. That'll teach But them. if they gave all of the kids slingshots, yeah, they'd be able to hurt each other, but they wouldn't be able to cause mass damage, but they'd still get that urge of needing to shoot something out of their system. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> 
I mean, it's or we could just mess. like stop taking all the money out of mental health and like maybe put it back into mental health and let people start getting some health care that they need. That would be delightful. I don't know. I don't have the answer, <laughs> but I do love shitting on everything. There you go. But Australia does have the answer. Let me correct you there, patients. Let me just say that. <laughs> like the science proves it out. In Australia, they really did take away all the high-powered rifles from a lot of people. All those shooting stopped. There's science behind that. And people still have guns. Oh, yeah, yeah. There weren't all that shootings. There was one shooting and they did what needed to be done. Have there been more mass shootings? No. Because they did something. Raise your hand if you own a gun. Oh, none of us. My dad tried to give me a gun the other day. I don't have a problem with guns. I've shot guns, blah, blah, blah. But I just didn't want one in my house because I don't feel the need because I got a lot of neighbors with them and a lot of friends with them. And if there ever is a zombie apocalypse, they will let me borrow one and I will become part of the well-armed militia. Have no problem. But you don't need an AK-47 to go hunting for turkeys. Yeah. I think if there was a zombie apocalypse, I'd go more melee. Sure. Samurai sword. Because it's better to have something that doesn't require ammo. Get yourself a samurai sword. Mm -hmm. You do not have to scrounge for ammo and they go slow. You just their head off. <laughs> Go slow. <laughs> right. What if they're 28 days later flavor of zombies? They're faster. They're super fast. Then they will fuck you up really bad. <laughs> anyway, we've got two verses left. Let's do it. 29. Go for it. And it came to pass that they also took others to a considerable number, and they took their journey again into the wilderness. And I... Amalike had a brother who also went with them, and I have not known since concerning them. And I am about to lie down in my grave, and these plates are full. Oh my God, if only that were true. <laughs> yeah, really. I know. And I make an end of my speaking or my chinking. Oh, no, I did. Trials off, chinking away. If this is the last plate, what's the rest of the book and Marvin made up of? I thought it was all from plates. But wait, there's more. It's all from plates. But they're different plates, are they? They went to Office Depot and they bought another of plates. <laughs> so this was just like the last one that he had. This is the end of the small plates of Nephi. Oh. So remember the larger plates of Lehi were the 116 pages that were lost. And God in infinite wisdom had Nephi prepare some small plates so that Joseph Smith didn't have to retranslate the parts that he'd already translated. Poor, poor Joseph. Oh, okay. Yeah. Isn't the next chapter the words of Mormon? That's right. Yes. And remember who Mormon is. Mormon is the last guy who had the plates. He's also the one who compiled all these separate plates into one set of plates. One key ring of plates. And he will explain <laughs> that in the next book. Mm -hmm. That's why he gets to name it after himself. Right. Exactly. It's the Book of Mormon because he's the editor. And he's going to put in his preface, which is the words of Mormon, I suppose, which probably mm -hmm. says absolutely nothing. Yeah, well, much like the rest of this goddamn book. We'll have to wait and find out. Oh, I'm just dying. We won't try and foretell the future, but we can. We yep. can say that the rest of this book says <laughs> absolutely nothing. It's like, tune in till next week, bat friends. Follow along. With Jones there with his Batman shirt on, tune in to the next bat channel on the next exciting bat episode. Where some bat shit crazy stuff happens. That's right. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much all for joining me today. Sorry it's so late where you are. Thank you for being patient with my incredibly late ass. I appreciate that. I'm just happy that you turned up. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I'm going to go back to like cleaning, flying, freaking bed bugs out of my pantry. Good luck with all of that, Gigi. Fun, horrible stuff. Gigi, have you ever considered just knocking that candle over? You're going to say, have you tried fire? <laughs> you can just start over. <laughs> A flamethrower would fix this <laughs> all. 
<laughs> You'd be like Ripley and Alien. Hey, Patience pulls off a movie reference. Yay. Don't tempt me. I have access to a flamethrower, but I have not gotten to that point yet, for the record. Wait, so you don't have a gun at your house, but you have a flamethrower. For art and food. <laughs> a butane torch. Self-defense. And I've used it in self-defense actually once. Ran a person off of the neighboring property using that flamethrower at dawn. What? There you go. Because we have an empty lot next door. But it turns out it was like one of the gardeners in the area that would just eat his breakfast there every morning. At a certain point, I got tired of seeing his shadow outside my window and I went after him with a flamethrower because that was what I had on the freaking patio and that scared him off. I was using it to make art. Dear God. Did you make up now? Like I had to call the police because the neighboring real estate agent was like, there's no gardener that goes there every morning. You need to call the police. And so I was like, okay. Yeah. I called the police and then they called me back and they're like, wait, wait, figured out who it is. He's like a neighbor's gardener. And he starts every morning eating a burrito in that lot, watching the sun come up. That's weird. Apparently he's been doing that for 12 years. And I'm like, could you just have him not do it outside my window? Like, yeah, why is he outside your window? That's so creepy. Yeah, well, that was the whole flamethrower part of it. It was dawn. <laughs> I couldn't see him. It was dark and the flamethrower was there. And my husband leaves for work every morning before the sun comes up to go to the hospital. And so he would leave. The sun would start coming up and there was a man in the bushes. Brad would leave. The sun would come up. There was a man in the bushes. Oh. Like at one point I asked him, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm the gardener. I come on Thursdays. But then he was there every day. And then you moved in and he started coming every day. <laughs> I'm understanding that right? That's exactly what happens. He doesn't just come on Thursdays. And I am a middle-aged woman who watches so many murder shows. I was like worried I was going to get killed. So I chased him off with a flamethrower, which is a very Karen thing to do. But it was happening so much that I didn't know what to do. That's valid. If they're in front of your window eating a burrito, that's weird. I was like, just don't do it when the sun is still down. Like maybe just not right outside my window. <sighs> you know, all of these stories are like, and Brad went to work and then all hell broke. Storm. <laughs> I mentioned that on TikTok today. I was like, here's another thing that I broke with my car. I'm missing two. Oh, I think everything here I broke. Brad fixed all of them. After he came back from work. He just fixes the things that I break. Carnage. Glues things back together. <laughs> Goes to the hospital. He tells people what kind of disease they have. And then he comes home and he fixes the things that I break. He fixes changing. This is sad. That's wonderful. Okay, I'm going to go back to my pantry mods. Goodbye.